Hey there, I'm Judy Kroon, Canada's keynote humorist. Welcome to another episode of Laugh Long and Prosper, Shelf Help with a Smile. It's Monday, which means it's time for just another Mindful Monday. And today on uh, uh, today on the phone with me, I have Dr. Taruni Lamberg, and this is what we're going to be chatting about. I am so intrigued. Guess what? What do all great leaders have in common? How do they consistently lead well and inspire others? College professor and prolific author and speaker Taruni Lamberg has extensively researched this topic for her seminars and book, Leaders Who Lead Successfully. And she has discovered a quality that separates superior leaders from lackluster or boring ones. And guess what? It's humor. Dr. Lamberg, welcome to the show. Well, thank you very much. It's, it's a pleasure to be here. I'm glad to know you're a humorist too. Yes, indeed. Well, I, you know, I knew the power of humor from a long time ago. I, I see it in uh, individuals. I've seen it in comedy clubs. I've seen it in workplaces. But what I was really intrigued by was uh, you you confirming that humor is so necessary when it comes to leadership. And some of the examples that you gave were incredible. Can you share that with folks? Yeah, well, this was accidentally discovered. I was working with a statewide project and where we were working with teachers. I actually uh, do math education and when uh, one day it just kind of dawned on me like we knew we had our audience and our team working together was when we were laughing and this playful banter going back with each other and i remember turning to my colleague and saying you know how do you quantify that because we know we nail something when we can laugh when when there's uh you know playful banter as i said Absolutely. That makes such a big difference, right? I mean, you're a leading learning expert. You share your innovative ideas on leading, motivating, and aligning project teams. And as an associate professor of mathematics education at the University of Nevada, by the way, folks, I don't book chumps on my show, okay? We have got some heavy hitter uh, experts. Uh, Dr. Dr. Lamberg is uh just stressing the importance of you know of humor at appropriate times um i was really interested to see that some of the the, the leaders that are noted um i was doing a little bit of research myself about this but i've always known barack obama as a funny guy i like that self-deprecating humor um in the notes uh, in the bio nancy pelosi was mentioned <laughs> I love Nancy Pelosi because Nancy Pelosi can throw shade and yet at the same time, it's not shady, you know, uh, Gandhi, Lincoln, Einstein, Winston Churchill, just some powerful people who have a sense of humor. Well, you know, I think one of the things with humor is it puts people at ease, uh, you know, and it has to be natural. It's, you know, if, I've been to like places where people try to be funny, but they're not. Right. When, when humor comes in naturally, in when the way people interact with each other, we find that putting like humor into like a PowerPoint slide and starting the day. Uh, my colleagues played a joke on me. 
apparently I can't walk. I thought I was good at driving, but they ended up putting uh, making a documentary of my walking and sharing that. And it kind of like uh, had this everybody laughing. And then, then with that, we were able to get into more complex things because now it was like a stress relief and we, we were able to kind of uh, join together. I think, I think it really, when you equate humor, you're also equating relationships and comfort level. You can't laugh if you're not comfortable. And I think that part of, in terms of my leadership um, research that I was doing with, is a innovative leader, a, a leader that motivates people, knows how to make people feel comfortable, to create an environment where people feel welcome to sit in the table and express their ideas and opinions. So I think that that's something really important. And you know, the thing is too, I'm guessing that when you're dealing with really complex issues, uh, you just need people to sit back, relax, take a breath, and laughter has that effect on you. Yes, and I think um, one of the uh, interesting things was, you know, I, I was actually looking at how do you learn in teams? And how do you, um, I actually interviewed a lot of uh, famous researchers on how do these ordinary people do incredible, extraordinary things with, in, their, in their work. Like they ran teams, but their teams actually produced things that made a change nationally and internationally in terms of research. So one of the things, this is a really kind of not something I would set to discover, was uh, they would say like they would be walking going for a walk like the informal relationships or uh, one uh, professor from um, she was from Berkeley um, actually not Berkeley uh, UCLA uh, she, she was mentioning that they would have a retreat and that all the uh, like students graduate students and faculty would get together just a couple of them and they would just like cook together. And as they're cooking, they're laughing and joking. And as this this is taking place, they're also brainstorming because it relaxes the brain to think think of like innovative connections or ideas. So part of what I was really have been interested in is, is how do you generate innovative creative ideas and how do you do that in teams? That's fantastic. And I mean, don't you find as well as there is so much more noise out there nowadays in terms of just being inundated with information that humor is also a way of um, sometimes getting, it's not only an icebreaker, but it also gives you a, uh, it, it's very bonding, a laughter is contagious, but at the same time too, it kind of marks somebody, you go, oh, that person, that person laughs, that person has a nice smile, I want to get to know that person, it's, um, it, it helps to cut through all the faces, all the information, it's just another level, it's just another way to activate someone's brain. Absolutely, when you think about that is, if you walk into a room or you're working with a group of people, 
and there's no everybody body looks really tense there's no sense of humor um it's just kind of a environment the chances are it's going to make you feel tense and you're not going to you know there are times where you have to focus of course uh but but then those uh times of you know you do a lot of stuff i, I was reading about your work uh like with with the mindfulness mm-hmm. and and kind of taking time to um catch your breath yes I think that uh it humor generates when there is relationships also between people. You're not going to um tease somebody or jo- crack a joke or something if you don't feel comfortable with that person. Right. So creating that environment whether you're running a meeting or you're putting a team together, really thinking about What does it really take to make people feel comfortable? Like thinking about the times, the venue, uh thinking about who you invite. Do you have icebreakers? Um that's where I, I think another place a uh, humor can come in, you know. Definitely. If you if you're putting people together in terms of icebreakers. So can you tell me a little bit about like like your mindfulness and I think it would be kind of interesting to kind of connect humor with that. Well, you know, I always say to my um what I always say to my audience is when we laugh, we relax, when we relax, we learn. And we're just trying to get to the same place where folks are relaxed, right? And whether it's using humor or whether it's using mindfulness, it's um, you know, and I have a lot of students, a lot of um uh comedy students who unfortunately approach stand-up comedy with that left logical brain and i need them to get to their right bright creative side and stay on their right bright creative side so i found that doing a number of not only some some improv exercises but i found doing some mindfulness exercises ie meditation was uh, you know I would open with some improv exercises and then I would go to some meditation just to get everybody to relax just to get everybody to their right bright creative side and to stay on their right bright creative side because the worst thing to approach comedy with is a left logical brain we need <laughs> you to make those connections between that subject over there and that subject over there and i need you as relaxed and as happy as possible so now let's do it and that's how mindfulness came in and um and, and i just became very intrigued with it so when i saw your uh when i saw your bio and i saw that you had studied leadership and how humor had come up over and over again as one of those things i'm thought to myself well you know what it's not a shock that you know we make the connection from the stand up stage to the boardroom it's a a a fascinating tool that i just don't think we use enough and you know you made a really interesting point you're trying to make connections from that left brain to being able to connect things that really is what creativity is all about is the ability to see patterns to ability to make connections and a lot of times that happens kind of sometimes in your subconscious mind or you might be trying to figure it out and that connections happen you know when you're looking at 
in, you're in a state of flow or in a relaxed brain as opposed to when you're kind of trying to you know do something that is as you said left brain where you're not really thinking but to see patterns to see outside the box takes that i think that humor comes in with um when, you, when you're having a group of people sometimes gather together not everybody feels uh feels the same level of power mm. so you know uh, you put a group of group of uh say you're a prof- you know you're a professor and you think somebody that, that thinks well i don't have a phd so i don't have something to say but i think just getting that person comfortable developing that relationship um i think that humor or putting yourself in a level um where they can share their stories or sharing a funny story or something that happened to you or you know this is what uh that allows you to be more human i think when you have a sense of humor and that's a really good point about taking away those those levels of power i was so interested i was interviewing um i was interviewing a woman who we were talking about huga right in denmark they have this whole uh philosophy about huga which is uh coziness roughly translated means coziness but the word hug actually comes from huga but aside from the individual coziness and that is you know at home you have your huga krug which is your little corner with your candle and your throw cushions and your book and maybe a nice glass of wine but the bigger part to huga is community a sense of reaching out and you know the average dane belongs to three associations and one of the things that they stress in those associations is getting people on all levels of of management to take part in silly games and take part in in athletics because it just takes that um that intimidation factor away when the president of the company is uh you know playing a game with someone who's you know uh someone who gets the coffee because it's just uh, it just like i said it just eliminates the masks it eliminates the walls and um you know when i'm doing presentations now virtually but when i was doing presentations with uh live audiences it's so common for the audience to look at the CEO in the room to see if the CEO was laughing. Do you know what I mean? Yes. And it's um it's like they get their cue. It's like, "Oh, it's okay to laugh. It's okay to have fun." But when we play those games, when we take those those masks off and like I said, we take those um those those markers off, it's just so much fun. It's so much more uh freeing and as a result we get to collaborate right everybody gets to free think a little bit more that's true and you know one of the uh things is that everybody has something valuable to contribute you know everybody in the room has life experiences or work experiences a different perspective you know somebody who can think outside the box because they are not clouded by some particular lens and in my research as i was um talking to all these famous scholars and stuff they the ones who were really successful talked about making taking into account different voices uh different people's opinions and 
within that, the context of the cooking example came where they were just laughing and joking. And these things that are informal, like people go out for coffee and they might be cracking a joke and they're like, oh, that's a great idea. I didn't think of that. I need to go back and write that down. So I think, I think humor goes, as I said, with relationships and relationships in terms of creating the environment to be comfortable. And if you're comfortable, that's going to produce a relaxed state which kind of allows for deeper thinking and more creative connection. Well, I was speaking to a group just a couple of weeks ago and they were giving out leadership awards, but the leadership awards weren't just based on uh, seniority. They weren't based on income. They were based on, and here was the only thing they were based on, is if you brought an idea to the company and it didn't matter who brought it to who brought the idea to the company if you brought it and and people were like so there's frank frank told uh showed us how to use the app on our computer we were all kind of jammed and here came 23 year old frank who showed us how to use the app on our computer and we were all able to uh you know we're all able to get on a uh you know a, a web conference and so frank got a leadership award at that conference um, I just thought it was really neat. Again, it's collaborative ideas and it shouldn't matter what the status is, what the role is of the person at the company. Idea, uh, good ideas are good ideas. That, that is absolutely true. Um, I think that valuing different people's ideas. And, and the other part is, as you said, the icebreaker starting with a joke, uh, starting with a funny video. Uh, something to get going and maybe sometimes as you know if you have a long day of conferences and meetings ending with a sense of humor so it, along with humor comes that building a community of building a sense of identity I think when you can identify yourself like oh you're part of this team or you're part of this group uh, that that's I think the humor is the glue that holds people together. That's a very good point. It is part of our caveman brain to want to belong to the clan. And humor is just a way of showing our open hands. I don't have any weapons and I'm making a joke. That person just laughed at my joke. So we're cool. We're good. We're all part of the clan. Um, yeah. And, and, you know, I've always believed that humor is a sign of leadership because I say when everybody else is going into that, you know, like my, my students, everybody is going into the grip. Everybody's on that left logical side and they're panicking. It takes some of the true leaders to take a step back and, you know, make light of something or, or, or make, make a self-deprecating joke in that moment. It gets everybody out of the grip, but at, more importantly, perhaps it keeps everybody's right, bright, creative brain open. And when your right, bright, creative brain is open, you have a greater chance of seeing the goal. You have a greater chance of seeing the steps that lead towards the goals. And it's the true leaders that have that ability in those moments, those grips, to find something to, to, to get everybody back on track as opposed to, to panicking and, and firing off our stress hormones. Yes, I mean, think about the flip side, if there's no humor, so let's put us in that <laughs> scenario. You know, it's been a long, hard day and you're tackling a difficult problem. 
Nobody has a sense of humor. People are just cranky. The chances are is you're not going to be as much productive because you're tense and you're, then petty things become more important than, than the issues. So it's, I think it's the humor, mindfulness. I think even as a, a leader allows you to kind of lead better. You, you're coming from a different place of humanizing the situation and treating others as humans. I'm on the phone today with Dr. Taruni Lamberg, and Dr. Lamberg is a leading learning expert. She shares her innovative ideas on leading, motivating, and aligning project teams. Uh, she has been a college professor for 17 years, and she has discovered in her studies that one of the great common denominators with leaders is that they uh, consistently lead well. Uh, from her book, Leaders Who Lead Successfully, she discovered the quality that separates superior leaders from lackluster or boring leaders is humor. And um, I, I, just, I just found that absolutely fascinating, but I'm not surprised. But the fact that we have this professor who is studying this is uh, it just supports the fact, and especially now, don't you think, Dr. Lambert? Boy, do we ever need humor. We definitely do. I think the whole, everything we look around us <laughs> lacks a lot of humor. There's a lot of, um, I think it, it brings joy to whatever you're doing. When, when you can laugh, and I'm talking genuinely laugh, when you can be lighthearted, I think you just lead a more joyful life and you will enjoy whatever task you're at. If you know you're going to go back tomorrow and tackle that difficult problem, but you're amongst people who have a sense of humor, chances are, even though it might be difficult, you are going to be um, looking forward to being in that environment versus some place that has no sense of humor. You know, I think that's the quality of a great leader is how they make you feel that you feel good. You want to follow this port, this person and humor makes us feel good. So leaders that can, you know, and not everybody has to be on uh, the late night comedy shows. It's just showing that you're human. It's just showing that you have, you know, uh, an ability to, you know, like I said, uh, leaders who have that self-deprecating humor. I love, you know, they can make a silly joke or they can make fun of themselves. Um, just slightly off, uh, off topic a bit, but what were some of the other qualities that you discovered in terms of uh, superior leadership? I think passion, you know, I think um, when I was kind of doing some research is, I think that desire to make a difference. You know, if you're so many times people get caught down in the details, but they forget get why are they doing this? Are you trying to, what are you, what difference are you trying to make? Whose lives are you trying to impact? I think that passion is a really important part of being, uh, uh, innovative leader. The other part is to be able to think about, um, you know, what is aligning your actions with with your higher purpose. So you're walking the talk. 
integrity is a lot of is something that came up a lot when I was researching. You know, if you don't walk the talk and you don't act with integrity, you're not going to get buy-in. The other part is the ability to motivate others, to communicate an idea, to paint a picture. And I think even using humor, you know, I think as a comedian, you could expand on this, is you really have to observe what's going on and you have to observe people. What times I think I laugh the most is when somebody notices the humor in everyday things. I mean, those that is much harder, I think, to pull off. Um, I remember this scene from the office space <laughs> where the <laughs> guy was trying to go really, I don't know if you've seen that movie, but uh, this guy was trying to, he was in a hurry, and he needed to get to work, and he was stuck in traffic. Whatever lane he switched to was the one that stopped. <laughs> And they showed a walker, a man in a walker, going faster than him, driving a car, switching lanes. And I and I think that ability to like, I mean, I must have seen something like that, but I would not. It was brilliant. I would not have even thought how funny that was. But well, but it's there. It's something that we've all experienced, but yet someone was able to take that and make a joke about it. I mean, Jerry Seinfeld, Ellen DeGeneres are two of the best observational comedians that I've ever yeah. seen live. And they just look at something that we've all looked at. They just, they see, and it's, it's problem solving. It's looking at the same problem like everybody else and finding the solution, joining A to B, which didn't seem to have any sort of union until you say it and it makes sense and we laugh. That's true. I mean, think about it. If I was driving and I was stressed out and I was late, you know, and I'm switching between lanes and that's the one that stops. What if I just sat down and thought how funny it was for a person in the walker to pass being stuck in traffic, I would go to my destination a lot more happier and laughing <laughs> than if I was, you know, really mad and stressed out because, oh my gosh, I can't get where I want to go. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, Dr. Lamberg, like I said, she is a leading learning expert. She shares her innovative ideas on leading, motivating, and aligning project teams. Uh, she is a professor of mathematics education at the University of Nevada. She's also uh, a speaker. She's an author. If you would like to contact Dr. Lamberg, I'm going to give you her coordinates. You can either reach her at the website optimizedlearning.net or you can email Dr. Lamberg. Uh, Taruni is her first name, T-E-R-U-N-I-L for Lamberg at unr.edu, university, uh, unr.edu. Uh, but you can also reach me at judycroon.com if you want the details. I'm going to include them as well on, uh, on the podcast. But Dr. Taruni, thank you. Dr. Lamberg, Thank you so much for uh, joining me. This has been uh, this has been really fun, and I even had a couple of laughs. <laughs> well, I enjoyed it too. It was so lovely to meet you, and thank you for having me on your show. As I say to all of my guests, laugh long and prosper. <laughs>